Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, and in this episode, we have Victoria Reppa, who is the CEO and co-founder of Better Me, a health and fitness app empire with more than 50 million installs, 400,000 plus paid subscribers, and annual revenues of more than 60 million. You can find more at betterme.world. And in this episode, Victoria talks all about how this company got off the ground, how it's grown over time, what she does in terms of building her team, how she personally runs her day, and so much more. As always, the show notes are at justgogrind.com slash podcast. And you can support the show by leaving a rating and review over an Apple podcast. I would very much so appreciate that. And finally, you can subscribe to my newsletter, the weekly grind at justgogrind.com slash newsletter. Without further ado, here is Victoria Reppa, the CEO and co-founder of Better Me. Victoria, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, and there's obviously a lot to talk about. And I have a health and fitness background, so this is right up my alley in terms of the, the content itself. But with Better Me, and you obviously have you know a series of different apps and a huge empire now. But where did this all get started? Uh, so uh, today I'm CEO and co-founder of Better Me. Better Me is an ecosystem of health and fitness apps for weight loss, meditation, yoga, walking, running, and now we are one of the popular health and fitness application in United States App Store and all over the world. Uh, so how we start our company? I'm working in a big product company in Ukraine and uh, co-founded my business with uh, Vital Laptovic. And uh, I just noticed that uh, the rapidly growing demand for high quality health and fitness uh, content in media business. And uh, we researched the industry deeper and found out that uh, first 70% of Americans are overweight. Second, how to lose weight is number four search request in Google. Uh, Thought that the childhood obesity rate and for, for ages 6, 19 increased by 20% year over year. And we just try to pack all our content from media business and start to launch it into application. That's awesome. And for you then, with this journey and this health and fitness, I mean, how did you become interested in, in health and fitness in your own life? From the early years of my childhood, I was uh, overweight and tried to lose uh, weight maybe all of my uh, years. And when I just uh, searched, I tried a lot of diet in uh, weight loss and I understood that today on the market are uh, tons of information but you need just one easy approach and one easy advice to follow because you can't follow 20 diets or et cetera. Yeah, and, and with that too then, so knowing that obviously there's so many different, so much different information out there and it's so confusing, with Better Me, how did you decide on where, where exactly you wanted to start in terms of what this app was going to look like, uh, what type of content you were going to create? Like, How did you decide on that kind of initial version of Better Me? 
Uh, okay, uh, the first version, it was uh, just um, all our best articles and advice that was popular in our previous media business on uh, Facebook group. We just started to pack into application and just provide just one easy advice to follow to achieve result in uh, weight loss. Because our first application, it was a change of our media application that just was like a newsfeed or etc. And then we just followed the advice, fail fast and cheap, convert our media application into something like weight loss plan with day-by-day advices. And... It was like our minimum viable product of our today's better me. That's awesome. And with that too, with that minimum viable product, so you know you want you had this information already, so you had the content side of, of the app uh, that was kind of already built out. What were you thinking in terms of audience? I know you wanted to reach people who were trying to lose weight, but uh, like, how were you thinking about who the people were exactly that you, you would target? And uh, I'm curious about that side of things as well, because obviously you could, you could reach out to everyone who wants to lose weight and that may be difficult, but I'm curious about how you kind of approached that early on. Okay, uh, from the first time, as I uh, told that uh, I, with my co-founder, worked in media businesses, and we clearly understood that uh, we focus not on professional or semi-professional uh, people. We focus on non-professional people, maybe 35, 55 years old, that last time doing gym at the school or something like that. Because uh, a lot of our users just uh, saw, saw or they not understand what is the plank challenge or etc., etc., so we focus mostly on non-professional people because if you're professional, you go to the gym, you go to the uh, any other activities, you just can buy coach uh, or etc. But application is just um, something that easy to follow. Uh, personal trader in uh, under your hand or in your pocket, something like that. You have a limit in terms of time. You have a limit in terms of knowledge, but you just need to follow something too easy. Yeah, and with those users, then so that makes it more clear, obviously, in terms of how you how you target. And like that makes total sense because that's the type of people that would uh, potentially want an app. Then, I mean, how are you growing? the app in terms of like getting users what was kind of your user acquisition strategy back then i'm curious about that too in fact we just started interacting using even before we had the product at all just with the desire of uh, making something fitness related in the hands and we just promote all of our minimum viable product application in our facebook group because previously before we started we have a lot of uh, Facebook group communities and uh, we promoted our application in our Facebook audiences. And those Facebook audiences then, so we're like, how big were those audiences back then? Like what type of numbers uh, were you promoting people, promoting the app to then at that time? It was about uh, uh, 200,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a huge, such a huge amount, huge starting point yeah. there. And from that too then, so obviously that's how you initially kind of got the word out in the Facebook groups about these apps. And how did 
how did it grow over the past over the past few years? Like, what's been kind of the catalyst for growing Better Me over the years? Because obviously, you expanded a lot. I'm curious about how how it's grown since. First, we understood uh, what is our audience based on our media businesses because we started from big media community, and second, we just ten uh, test and learn. We based not, for example, that. Um, our plan based not with uh, our fitness coach want it's great or not great. We just post it in our Facebook groups, tons of media content of articles and understood what is the pain of our users, what is their uh, big question in weight loss, and then answer in our application. So we just understood the pain not by advice or focus group we understood based on engagement in our Facebook community. What is the most demand in weight loss? Yeah, and so that type of thing. So you're always you're basically you're saying that you're testing different content constantly and just seeing like which stuff sticks with people, which stuff people are reacting to, and then you kind of adjust the apps accordingly. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Perfect. And then, so from that, then, so that that's how you decided, uh, like, which ones to build out, because obviously there's like a number of apps now in the in the Better Me kind of ecosystem. So you, at what point do you decide, like, okay, we should build a new app around this. We should build a new app around that. Is it like a certain number of of growth or questions in that area, or how does that process work for you? Usually when we get an idea, we implement it uh, for a minimum budget. Um, create MVP of idea and just analyze user feedback. If it works, we scale an idea. Uh, for example, in August 2018, we noticed that there are no home workout apps for men on the market. So we created in two weeks something like MVP of this. Uh, and the hardest thing was to produce content with our fitness program. We did it with a minimal budget. Now, this Betterman app is one of the most profitable app of our ecosystem. And after that, we decided to repeat success and create Better Me Yoga. But the user journey of yoga lovers has some issues for a quality of yoga workout, 15 minutes, it's not enough. It's not a mass market solution. And the bedroom yoga was not enough scalable for us. So we have added yoga workouts to better me with loss app. And to remember the key mantras of our businesses is just fail fast and cheap. Yeah. And with that too, then, so with these different, as you're building these out, you said you're building out different ones or testing them. Uh, you noticed there wasn't one for men. So you did these men at home ones. So you build the MVP out, then how does the build out work with adding, adding more content to, to the apps? Like, are you kind of constantly adding new workouts and new things to the apps after the initial MVP? Or how do you look at adding more content to the different apps in the ecosystem? Uh, we just uh, add new workout. We just test new workout in our uh, marketing. First of all, for example, uh, we want to add to our application two years ago intermittent fasting. And we not understand if it will 
will work for our audience. So we just test for a tiny budget in terms of our marketing for maybe $20. What about intermediate fasting? And if our Facebook group is active in terms of engagement, uh, if audience okay with that, and then just to add to our application. If it also have a lot of engagement, we just split in another application. So for that then, so with that, you mentioned like the Facebook groups in terms of testing within there. Is that the only place you're really testing it is in these different Facebook groups or are you doing um, like other other ads and everything to like even colder audiences? Uh, in the most cases, uh, we just used Facebook group and our Instagram 1 million group. So we have enough audience and we can understood what uh, what is the age or what is the interest of the, this group and then focus in terms of our application because our application focus on men and women from 18 to 65 plus. We just not focus on maybe something like 18, 25 or et cetera, et cetera. We, go, we focus on all people. Yeah, it's such a wide wide variety then uh, of people and you have obviously many different needs within that. And so are you kind of just constantly looking at new opportunities for different apps or like how do you look at like new opportunities for potential new apps versus improving the current ones you have uh now we focus mostly on one our better me application and want to improve it uh, in all sphere because now we most focus on like super up and add to our application uh calorie tracker meal planner walking running um, all fitness activities uh, from yoga pilates uh, high intensive workouts and etc etc so uh for today we understood uh all health and fitness needs in our application and just want to combine all activities in one super app. So now all my team working on improving only one application and users start from long onboarding and based on their answer, their needs, or they want only just diet, they want what special diet, or they want complex diet and workout, etc., etc. We provide them especially a uh, special approach what they need but we just have all activities and it's really unique proposition on the market today because we provide all health and fitness uh, activities in one subscription so within that one subscription they can get all the different stuff yes. they need oh that's awesome Perfect. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. And I know you mentioned uh, briefly like being profitable and everything. I think somewhere it said you did like $60 million in revenue. Why do you think that BetterMe has been so successful on the monetization side? Because obviously there's free apps and there's so many free options people have. But why do you think it's been so successful on the monetization part of it? First of all, we focused on white audience, especially on non-professional audience, and understood all of their pains because... Mostly of our competitors, uh, for example, focus on audience like 25 uh, 
Instagram girls and not on 55 women and etc. So first of all, it's wide audience that uh, help us to acquire uh, cheapest users all over marketing channels. And second, as we grow from media business, we can create really engagement content. And if you create, for example, ads that have a lot of engagement in terms of like, comments, shares, your cost of acquisition will, uh, will be significantly lower than others if your ads share, comment, and likes in social media. Yeah, so you're getting all of those engagements, reactions, everything. So then basically you're saying it's, it's obviously more less expensive to acquire customers, and then you can just scale that up. And over time, obviously, you get more and more subscribers, it seems like, um, to get to that number, which has been quite incredible. Um, and from that too, so I know you mentioned kind of early on that you're at the media business, and then how did you and your co-founder connect and decide like, yeah, let's, let's work on this together? Yeah. Uh... I joined the product company and my co-founder just leads the media businesses. And we just saw that of all tons of content, there was only one topic, it's health and fitness topic, uh, that have a lot of engagement. And then we just want to start something new because media business on Facebook it was just decreasing. It was 2017 uh, years, and there big some um, decrease yep. in uh, Facebook audience. So we just want to switch and find some pivot in our businesses how to promote promote and. Uh, expand our business. Yeah. And with that too, so as a company grew from that early on, I mean, how have you approached building the team out for this uh, in terms of like what type of hires you make and like who who that typically consists of or even like what you look for for people? Because obviously I'm assuming it's a, a much bigger team now as the company has grown, there's more apps and everything. How's that team building process gone for you? Okay. In uh 2016, um, I, with my co-founder, was uh, in charge totally in product development. And I started like uh, chief uh, everything officer <laughs> and uh, uh, handled with marketing and analytics and everything. And uh, maybe my first marketing creative was in uh, <laughs> a PPT presentation because it's... Uh, <laughs> More, uh, more cheaper than in Photoshop. Yeah. And uh, our, our team uh, has grown from three people to uh, now 100 people just in three years. Jeez. And uh, of course, we are hiring now. And during this time, uh, much, has, uh, much has charged in the team. Uh, but uh, the approach for finding new members is unchanged. We are looking for people who can get things done. And uh, each team members know the area of responsibility and understand uh, contribution in the business. And these people who can uh, deliver results, not the process. It's the first 
since deliver results, not the process. It doesn't matter in what time you are on work or in what time you are go home. Deliver results. It, it's like a mantra that, uh, and that, that help us grow. And second, all of my team focus on growth. Growth, first of all, of yourself, of your mindset. Uh, and everyone understood that Better Me is one of the play, better place, for example, in my country, where you can grow. That's amazing. And is your company then, in terms of the workforce, is it like just in Ukraine? Is it around the world? Like, where's the team based out of? The key team based in Kiev, Ukraine, yes. And uh, it's interesting now with obviously recording this during, during the COVID-19 situation uh, and everyone working remotely, a lot of people working re- remotely, I should say, um, and how that goes with teams being all across the world and people being forced to uh, kind of manage yeah. that. It's interesting how that goes, um, looking at different t- ways of getting work done. And to your point, it's like on the team, as long as you can get the work done, that's really all that matters. And there's clearly examples of that um, all over the place as well. And you know, as you've built better me obviously it's all about improvement and everything for you personally then like what is your typical like self-improvement in terms of what books do you read how do you work out i'm curious about those details too every day i also become better like my better me business (laughs) (laughs) it's great first of all but uh, of course uh, my typical day of course, in Ukraine, we not have big IT businesses and uh, the great teachers in uh, Silicon Valley, and they have a lot of books, a lot of podcasts, and etc., etc. Yeah. So today it's easy to learn from the best. If you're located in Ukraine, that it's not a problem. And uh, maybe my lovely teachers and mentor in terms of books it's Reed Hoffman of course Reed Scaling yeah and it's books based on which better me is scaled and built so uh I really admire of Reed Hoffman and everything that they uh do in their books in their advices and etc and for from zero to 100 people and from chief everything officer to chief educational officer maybe now it's uh, with the help of Reed Hoffman <laughs> that's awesome I actually saw so Masters of Scale Reed Hoffman's um, podcast yeah, I actually yeah. I went to a conference called Summit that was in downtown Los Angeles and they did a live recording of Masters of Scale at this summit. And so I got to see Reed Hoffman. Uh, I think he meet Robert Smith for that episode. It was recorded live. They had the music play live. They did the script reading, all this different stuff. And one of, one of the coolest events I've ever been to. <laughs> so I'm a big fan as well of Masters of Scale, Reed Hoffman. Uh-huh. Which is so, yeah. so cool to see. <laughs> and, and as you've grown this company, so I mean, you've gone from three to 100 plus employees now. What have been some of the biggest challenges along the way? Uh, probably I can say it's balancing between quality and growth. And for business, it's important to find solutions that will help you grow quickly, but not waste budgets and cash. And our product must be one of the high quality. It's health and fitness really competitive market. 
So we get the right feedback, but we cannot spend a year of testing all of our hypotheses. But if we are talking about personal challenges, I think my biggest challenge was to make people take me seriously at such a young age and trust me with the bigger responsibility because I became CEO uh, of Vetermi in 24 years old. And um, especially in our country, I had to prove that I'm mature enough to do that or this. But as I learned from my experience, if you bring obvious results, people will take you seriously. If you bring money to the company, people tend not to pay attention to what is your sex or age. Yeah. Cash wins. That's the reality of businesses uh, that I learned from my experience, uh, especially in my country that are mostly conservative in terms of age and, uh, of course, sex. Yeah, and obviously starting so young, like like you said, like starting in their twenties, uh, your young low twenties, like that's uh, quite a responsibility. What is it about you think that you've just have you always just been able to get things done, or what do, what do you think about your personality or anything about you that's made you uh, be able to handle this and be able to make this into a success like you have? Maybe just uh, something mindset because um, I grasp business like. Uh, uh, maybe mindset game and psychological game. And uh, one of the mantras of my businesses and my team that uh, maybe grow from my mistakes, it's like just test and learn, fail fast and cheap, and speed is everything. <laughs> you don't have time uh, to regret of something you just need to do 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 and try again try again try again test and run and that's it and you obviously achieve your results yeah i mean it, it takes time obviously or, you know doing that consistently will, will help for for you then knowing that and seeing the growth so far i'm curious like what is the big vision for better me like what do you want to build this into what are you working towards um for me, uh, maybe in the long term, for 5-10 years, I want to create something like Nike for digital and uh, create one of the biggest uh, health and fitness digital company in terms of monthly active users. And uh, in terms of uh, financial part, uh, in 2-5 years perspective, uh, I obviously want to go to the IPO in terms of just financial yeah. perspective. With, with those goals, I mean, with those obviously huge goals, I mean, what do you think in terms of the, the path to get there? I mean, how are you thinking about that in terms of like the next moves then for better me? Like is just more, more and more apps uh, being developed, just acquire more users? Uh, like how do you think through that process? Because I've talked to many entrepreneurs and they have different ways of thinking about this and how they want to grow. Like for you getting to that, to that point, like what do you think you need to do? It's uh, only focused on the quality of product, improve this product, uh, expand in terms of personal coaching, not only just uh, easy uh, one month pro uh, program, but it's uh, mostly go to the like uh, personal coaching, coaching, improve 
our product uh, and provide high level of personalization that uh, people can't understand it's personal coach in the fitness uh, or gym or it's just uh, your advice that really understood maybe you just skip three workout and you need something like easy or you just uh, have cheat meal yesterday <laughs> and etc so uh, we just uh, want to create a really deep personalization based on our data based on our statistics and provide people uh mostly the best solution based of um, our statistics and people who lose weight and achieve results not like something that you understood oh keto diet is the best diet or etc etc no we just want to create the best solution to lose weight uh based on great results in our application what is a great diet for people on our option and etc etc and of course change program every day based on track record of the people yeah and that, that level of personalization is what it seems like gets results and you know coming from a health and fitness background myself being a personal trainer for a number of years like that's that's the benefit that's the value add it's that level of personalization and be able to adjust uh, as people go through things and that's what's going to be very helpful from from that perspective as well when you have an app it needs to be able to adjust and be personal and uh, guide you along the way cuz yeah you're going to have those days where you clearly you have cheat meals or you miss workouts and it's like what is that next step i need to take um, and that's where the kind of the value I see a better me coming in and and with that vision too and, and getting to that point how do you look at competition like how do you view competition do you, something you think about much you just focus on your own thing how do you view that today I just focus on my things uh, not on competition because there are really no product that provide a lot of content like better me because we have calorie regular application we have some distance application for running walking we, such, uh, we have such like meal plan but not all in one place so today we have from the one side unique selling points with a big of content from other side we can get a lot of data from users on all of their health and fitness activity and adjust and provide and learn based on this data what is the best solution for people. So now, as we are profitable today, we just most focus focusing on things that are not provided on the market. Yeah, just feeling that feeling that need for those people, and obviously there's a huge need for that. And and with your company too, then I mean. As you're, you're as a CEO for a number of years here and you've co-founded it, what does your day-to-day -day look like now in terms of like how from like, I'm curious, from like morning to evening, like how do you work? Uh, what was you, your time spent on as CEO? I'm curious about that as well. Usually I just wake up at 6 a.m. and uh, maybe spend uh, three, five hours a day of reading and planning and understood what is the next. And uh, I just meditate about two hours, uh, eat once or twice a day, it's enough. And uh, 
try to at least one yoga in the evening. And due to the all, I had zero burnouts for my whole career. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is a very important thing to note because <laughs> burnouts is very real, obviously, within that. And then do you work, I mean, I'm just digging into details. I'm always curious. Uh, on like a Monday through Friday schedule, working on weekends, not working on weekends, checking in on weekends. Like how do you handle that? On weekends, in the most cases, of course, I'm working, but I'm working on strategy. It's all about planning, uh, all about what's new. I try to read something new, to try something new and etc etc it's mostly like long-term working gotcha and then within like the structure of the company too then are you looking at like uh, on the goal side of things you do like weekly goals monthly goals quarterly goals do you look at here's our three-year five-year out like how do you look at the goals within kind of the company how do you structure that uh yes uh today we have three months goals it's like our quarter goals and based on these quarter goals we create one year goals and that's it. No, three, five years. It's uh, uh, in our really with our speed, it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You're always moving fast, as you mentioned. And and with it, with your work as well, then how are there any typical any tools, any software um, that you love or you can't live without or that you suggest people use or that just been helpful for you? Uh, really something notes and that's it. I really hate something big planning, something big tools. I really hate <laughs> because really defocusing if you have a lot of information. It just, it, for me, it's the best planning if I used paper and just pencil. Paper and pencil. It's like old school and every uh, people that I just mentioned, oh, it's you're old school, but for me, it's easy. I just use paper, planning in the evening on my paper, and that's it. And in the evening, I just go to the sheet, this paper, and it's okay if I do everything. So I can help you with a great tools. <laughs> my great tool is just Pencil and paper. No, that's, it. that's perfect. I because I always curious how people work, and I love. I do a combination of of both. Of I have a lot of notebooks and uh, and journals and you know physical pencil and paper type of things, and uh, obviously I have, I have some online tools as well. Especially working, you know, at Coefficient Labs, we use Asana, we use Slack, and those types of things. Um, but also, yeah, I my to do list and stuff. I write down and check it off that way. Um, how do, so with that then, because I'm going to dig into this, because it is definitely different from a lot of people with the paper and pencil organization wise, then do you do you use different notebooks for different things or you literally just have like one notebook of stuff or literally just pieces of paper? Uh, again, digging into the details, I'm just super curious about it. How do you how do you structure your stuff? It's um, maybe my focus in businesses and first of all, in my mind is simplicity. Because if you have a lot of stuff, a lot of points, a lot of information, it's really bullshit and you get bullshit. <laughs> one idea, one challenge, one task. Simplicity first. In terms of it's just piece of paper for one piece of paper for one week 
and every day I just planning in the evening what I do next day. And of course, it changed because of priority of my business. But in reality, there are really no tough stuff like help me to arrange some meetings or etc. Just easy calendar and easy piece of paper planning. That's it. Yeah. And have you always operated that way? Or has this happened over time? It's operate all time. <laughs> Perfect. I love the simplicity. I think that's super helpful. Um, one of the things I read every day is the, the Daily Stoic. And this book talks about a variety of different wisdom um, from you know years and years ago that's applicable to today. And that was like one of the things, it, well, I think the passage today was around um, paying attention and how we're so distracted by so many different things. And so it's so relevant that on this day, you're mentioning the simplicity and paper and pencil. And I think that's incredibly powerful because um, there are so many distractions. And I think this would be super helpful. Now I'm thinking about how I want to function myself based on this, um, which is super interesting. And and with your, your career so far, Victoria, and running this company in the past uh, few years, I mean, ha what have been maybe the biggest one or two lessons or anything that stands out from your experience so far? In terms of businesses or in terms of my personal uh, experience? Both. Um, no, maybe it's also resonate with uh, uh, Reed Hoffman experiences and uh, in their blitz scaling, but I understood uh, on my own, especially now it's important uh, principle to start up. It's prioritize speed over efficiency. Because in order to cope with the speed, take care of your team, be as honest and transparent in communication as possible. And people already feel the loss of control. Don't make the team doubt you sincerely. So first of all, if you want to leave and that your team have work and your startup leave, first of all, prioritize speed over efficiency. And there was the place when you need change prioritization and focus on the quality. Because if your startup understand how to make money, find product market fit, you need switch and prioritize quality over speed if you want to grow fast and expand your business and a lot of startup just that have that because they are not switch from prioritizing speed over efficiency to prior prioritize quality over speed and with that too though when do people like how do you make that switch or how does that happen or how do you think about that transition from those two things then first transition when you understood that you have a cash you don't have a really big lack of resources and you have enough money to pay pe people salary and you understand what is the market product market fit and in that time when you have enough cash your business became profitable you're not just and uh, uh, you just not focus on cash when you understood how to leave. You just switch 
and focus on quality and reinvest your cash in the quality. Not just, oh, okay, I'm profitable and I forget about it, everything. <laughs> and, and with that too then, I know obviously you mentioned a lot of different things that are useful for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs and such as well. But one thing I always ask at the end of the show is, I mean, is there any parting words or any comments or advice that you would give to uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, anything else that you want to tell them that you haven't uh, already mentioned or even that you just want to reiterate? As I really interested in all about health and fitness, and first of all, I interested about yoga and all strange asanas about yoga. And uh, I just reinvented business from yoga. Because in yoga, if you want to do something really impossible asanas, first you need to relax and breathe. And when you relax, you achieve everything. Because relax and concentration help you achieve really strong problems and resolve it and always in businesses as we have a lot of problems we just have a lot of emotion and not understand what is the conditions what is the really reasons of this and first of thing if you have a lot of problems a lot of mess a lot of information first thing relax then concentrate i love it i love it love it Victoria, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. Where can people go to learn more about Better Me and all you're doing? Maybe on our site. It's okay. Perfect. And I will be sure to link up everything as well as where to download all the apps and everything as well. In the show notes, justgogrind.com slash podcast. Everything from Better Me, everything discussed by you today, Victoria, will be on there. Thanks again so much for taking the time to come on the show. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. The Weekly Grind, which is my weekly newsletter, comes out every single Friday. You can find it at justgogrind.com newsletter. This is filled with tips, tools, and strategies for growing your business. If you want to know how to launch a business, how to grow it, how to get it off the ground, find employees, all these different things. There's a few tips, tools, and strategies every single week I deliver right to you justgrind.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.